In this episode of Lux and Friends, Carlo and I are interviewing Julien Lévy and we're going to talk about the battle of content. And this is why Julien is a person we decided to interview. He was, for more than 10 years, the head of global communication for Firmenich, one of the big players in the Flavors uh, international business. And today he's a communication expert uh, advising multiple clients. And in this episode, he's going to tell us not only some of his key experiences, but why is it that nothing is more beautiful than reality? So, hi guys. Hi Laurence. Hi Laurence. Hi Julien Carlo. Today it's a new episode of Lux and Friends. We're going to talk of what's it going to take to win the battle of content. So, we have Julien Levy with us today. And Julien is a brand strategic advisor. He's actually um, now in charge of his own consulting company called Good Consulting. And before that, he's been for a very long time uh, as head of global communication and digital uh, networks of, at Firmenich. Uh, and he also has an advertising experience. So really, you know, a uh, good person to start uh, asking questions to. And without further ado, uh, Julia, I'm going to start by asking you some of your examples that are really good to start the conversation flowing on content creation. Mm -hmm. So you, you are looking for stuff I did, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the best, um, not the best, but the most memorable uh Uh, campaign I did was uh, at Firmenich, as you said. Firmenich is a very big company uh, creating fragrances uh, and flavors for the world. And uh, at a time, uh, I had the privilege to uh, to write and to design a campaign where we took uh, perfumers and flavorists uh, to the source of natural ingredients in the jungle in Amazonia or Um, in the fields of patchouli in Indonesia or, or in Madagascar. So you travel or, around the world. Sorry yes, absolutely. Yeah. We, we travel uh, all around the world to take uh, creators meeting producers of uh, these raw materials. And it was absolutely amazing because there they realized uh, how much, uh, well, they know, but they knew, but we wanted to convey the message to our audience that the flower of jasmine is extremely precious. And this is what makes a luxury fragrance so amazing, you see. So um, we, we, make, we made these, uh, these people meet together uh, from very different uh, environments, and it created a very uh, deep and very emotional campaign, brand content campaign. So as a web series of 70 episodes, And um, in each episode, different places, different raw materials, different creators. And uh, it was pretty successful. Yeah, it was, it was a very good one. Yeah. And what was the name of this campaign? Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Uh, the campaign was called Naturals Together. Naturals right. Together. Yeah. I saw, uh, I'm not sure I saw all of them, but I saw many episodes. It was right. amazing, I have to say. The production itself uh, was mm -hmm. uh, was quite outstanding. Congratulations mm -hmm. for that, Julian. Thank you, thank you. And Now, we, out we, of your yeah, go go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Regarding the production, uh, I was I just wanted to add that we uh, we we were really a very very light uh, production team, just to keep the the people who are um, on the film as natural as possible to keep the 
the story genuine, not to make them shy because of big light and big stuff. So we were, it was produced to foster the human feeling first, you see. So I love it. Naturals has a double meaning. It's naturals for the ingredients and natural in terms of actors and the way you're filming them. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, who else is creating interesting content, in your opinion? Well, um, so... This, this is part of stuff that I, that I did when I was uh, at Firmenich. Now I'm, um, I will not talk uh, that much about stuff that are currently being done uh, with my customers right now, but some great examples that come to my mind just to, to, because the thing is, what did I learn doing this? What did I learn taking great perfumers, great creators to the field to make successful content? Uh, first, that uh, a content should be genuine. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the audience should learn something. I mean, the brand should be more interesting than interested. And not overselling, talking much more about values and about products. And uh, for me, this is a recipe of how make it well, you see. And uh, this is what I apply today with my uh, with my customers. Now, uh, other examples that do, do that amazingly are, for example, Airbnb, what did they do? Uh, they, they took the old experience of uh, traveling to a place and what did they do? They put the human in the center between the visitor and the place and it changed everything. I mean, it makes the story totally new and human and genuine and you want to get there. And, uh, and another example that comes to my mind is Red Bull because Red Bull, um, when they p- publish content, it's all about the experience, it's about the values, it's about the athletes, and never about the products. You see, it's just values, it's just great pictures, great uh, footage, and uh, amazing stuff, uh, uh, pretty dangerous sometimes, but whatever, is it's really cool. So uh, talking about the values, talking about what, uh, inspiration, giving more than, than uh, trying to sell uh, is really what makes a, a good content to me, yeah. I'd like to highlight two things that you said that immediately caught my attention. One is a, a brand should, people should learn something, yeah. uh, consuming contents by brands. And this is, uh, and, and this is not easy to achieve because, yeah. uh, you know, people want to advertise, people want to be known. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, uh, in a feed, because everything happens in a feed right now, uh, in, in the feed, you, brands will be in, are in competition with, with uh, media. And now if you want to compete, if they want to, to, to get attention there, they have to be as interesting as uh, media. So they have to be, once again, more interesting than interested. Um, yeah. That's a good line. Interesting like rather than interested. Yes. And what do you think is innovative? nowadays in terms of content for me well innovative content you know is content that is really loyal really uh, consistent with the brand dna because there's no compromise on the brand dna for the expression and at the same time that makes a moment that makes unexpected connected with consistency this is what makes uh, innovative content to me, besides the technical aspect, but in terms of meaning, in terms of sense, in terms of uh, of practice, this is what I'm expecting. You see, can can I uh, just make sure I understood when you said aha moments? Yeah, it means 
I'm smiling, I'm laughing, or I'm completely surprised. No, I mean, it, it could be laughing, but not only, it's, it's triggering emotions, you see, okay. that you are not expecting. Yeah, this is, this is my view. Huh? I'm not telling this truth. This is my view, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, super clear. It's your view. It's uh, interesting. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. And uh, going back to my experience in the fields of uh, uh, client experience, uh, for example, surprise is one of those elements that I remember talking about with Joseph Pine, the father of the experience economy during a, a, an episode of my latest podcast, The Lux and Tech, and how much is stressed on the element of surprise. And the tricky thing of surprise is that uh, you do something different once, and that's a surprise. The second time, people are delighted, but they expect it. The third time is not a surprise, and it is not delightful anymore. So how do you go around that? Well, I think that the, the, in the same time, we have to keep consistency, and we have to be recognizable, you see? So uh, a brand should surprise but being recognizable at the same time. And um, for this, the DNA of the brand has to, uh, to weave the, the story. But it, it, it comes from content, but it can come from the frequency of the posting of the content, of the people you can see and the profile of people you can see on the content. Lots of things can make it both surprising, great, haha moment, and consistent with what is used to do. Uh, yeah. So now I'm jumping, taking what you said about the frequency. Uh, How about the fact that there's too much content and that it destroys content? What do you think? Um, No, there is is lots of content. Every day there is more and more uh, content. Uh, And I I cannot not think and mention the... uh, the, in, the, the artificial intelligence in the creation of content, uh, because today creators are uh, in competition with uh, AI, and in a in a certain way, so it brings even more content every day, even more content every day. So it means that the creativity has to be one of the key pillars of uh, the, the the content creation. Okay, but at the same time, it shows that this is new opportunities to uh, create more content um, by leveraging artificial intelligence uh, to uh, create new content. So how to use artificial intelligence to create new content, um, creative content, I mean, yeah, yeah. That resonates so much with me and uh, and all the work I've previously done on this uh, collaboration between artificial intelligence and human talent. And I recall a conversation I had with a specialist. His name is John Wood. He wrote a fantastic book uh, uh, on, on the topic of artificial intelligence and super intelligence. And he said something very interesting, in my opinion. He said, look, the world is chasing, or, me, or at least the world of science and technique, and technique is chasing a super intelligence, hence the singularity of artificial intelligence. But a form of super intelligence is already there and within organizations and is made of those organizations where people and artificial intelligence work hand in hand, in hand leveraging the Moravec law, which says that what computers excel at, humans struggle with, and the other way around. So, yes, I agree with you. But guys, let me play the devil's advocate for a minute here. Because now I'm thinking, you know, there was a moment in time, if I recall correctly, around the 80s, where 
those fantastic artisans that were the best in the world at creating shoes and clothes and designs and so forth <laughs> became lifestyle brands. So we moved from artisans to lifestyle, from craftsmanship to uh, la dolce vita, so to speak. So isn't this battle of content uh, distracting uh, those companies from what they're good at or what they should be good at creating fantastic, beautiful, amazing products that last the test of time. No, I, I think uh, this uh, new era of content is a real opportunity for them. I would say this is the best way for them to play their differentiation because what a brand is what is a is differentiation is um, consistency uh, and is uh, relevancy. And wh what I would uh, expect from that kind of brand is to show me uh, how much the, the, the guy who cut the leather is talented, how much the, uh, the, the color is sustainable, how much the, 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 the stylist is, is talented and, uh, and transmit his know-how to uh, the new generation of, of stylists and so on. So there is plenty of stories to, uh, to tell there, uh, as long as it's genuine, as long as they show real people, as long as it's human. I think all of, all of this is about human, it's about humanity. And we never can be wrong showing uh, genuinely uh, humans behind the brands. Uh, and this is really what I, what people expect, what the market expects, and at the same time, what, what what makes all the stories emotional. You see, because here we have got two stuff. We've got the expectation of the market in terms of storytelling, a bit of what I just told about, and the era of transparency, because nothing can be hidden anymore. So, so and if it's not shown. It's it's kind of uh, tricky because is it is it hidden? So the idea is to leverage this area of transparency to show how much a brand does things really good, and even where does it struggle uh, in um, in their operation, in their in the way they're creating, in the way they go on the sustainable uh, sustainability way. You see, yeah. So. Taking this point about telling a story that's authentic, yeah. if I draw the comparison with a book, it's actually a real life story. It's not fiction. Um, it's uh, that's why it's authentic, and you know you you don't hide the truth. It's there, uh, and your talent, or you know, as a communication expert, would be to put maybe is a question. Sorry, a little bit of a dream in it as well. Yeah, I think um, nothing's more beautiful than reality. Uh, and uh, the dream is in the production way, in the way that, that it's filmed, in the way that people talk with the heart about what they do and their passion for their job and the passion for their creation and uh, where they struggle. And, and all of this brings more value to the product at the end of the day. What we want is to decommodize stuff how to decommodize a handbag is to show the value of the, the the ends of the human behind and the hours work behind you see and uh and everything is that all of this can only pull uh, up the 
the market and the expectation and the best practice of the brand themselves, you see. You guys will excuse my pronunciation, but it makes me think of Le Métier d'Hermain. Absolutely. They showcase There's an S. those. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. This is, uh, they do that perfectly. Uh, they understood. They are totally relevant doing it uh, because this is their legacy. But is it, what is true for Hermes is true for lots of other brands because they know always everywhere. At different level, at different stage, in diff- at different price as well. But the story behind a product, the story behind the know-how is very important. The stitch of um, of a handbag, you just don't see it. But when you realize how difficult it is to make it, it brings a total new value to it. And I think our job as communication expert, or we call it uh, strategist or whatever you want, is to awaken um, the consciousness of the preciosity of what people have in their hands. And this way, helping them to choose perhaps better what matters to them and to what matches with their values. Yeah. Julian, you being a content creator, and we all know that storytelling is an art. Who's your point of reference when it comes to storytelling or your hero, so to speak? Uh, two uh, very different type of uh, personality come to my mind. The first one is for me, Homer uh, wrote uh, Liliad and uh, Odyssey in French um, because he really managed to um, embody the human condition in the in an amazing piece of uh, writing. Uh, for me, the, the, best, the best example uh, forever. And then on the other end, I would mention uh, Steve Jobs uh, because he understood very early the importance of the purpose, of the higher purpose. He's not selling computers or iPhones. He's, he's selling a lifestyle, as you mentioned earlier. And um, this, this lifestyle connects, all the products connect and feed this lifestyle. So this is a higher purpose. And for me, a brand without a purpose cannot really uh, survive or perform today. Yeah. So these two examples. Yeah. Okay. And I have one last question as a conclusion. Already? Yeah. I, oh. You said nothing is more beautiful than reality. Yeah. So uh, you love life. I mean, you're passionate about every day and, and uh, humanity, as you said. So are you optimistic about the future? About the oh, future? No, no reason not to be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's be optimistic and realistic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julia. Thank My you, pleasure. Carlo. Thank you for being on Lux and Friends. <laughs> Thank you, with pleasure.